Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. The One Tough Mother Podcast. The One Tough Mother Show is real talk with special guests, including industry leaders, celebrities, and amazing women who've overcome adversities to work their way to the top and are willing to share their real life lessons. Remember, you don't have to be a mother to be one tough mother. It's all about you. Welcome. You're here at the One Tough Mother Show, and I hope everybody's Thanksgiving was great. Everybody stuffed themselves beyond. Gail E. Pooh cooked. I did. And? And, okay. First of all, I think this is, I'm going to sit out next year's Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> look at me. Look at me. This is, this, I'm exhausted. I carried all the way through. Because, no, let me tell you, because usually my, my, my crew that'll like handle stuff, they're all like, oh, I got a ticket to Miami. I'm going to Portugal. So it was just uh, me running, just me running around. And, uh, you know, it just. Well, so but it turned year, out great, right? Let me tell you, I made the best turkey I've ever made. Yay. Ever. I figured, thank you. Thank you. 17 and a half pounds of, uh, and it came out great. I hope I remember how to do it the next time I do it, which will, I don't know when I'll be, but yeah. No, the, no I, I, it's a tough one when you're on your own doing And I it. did do the oyster stuffing. Oh, see, I, I didn't, see. and I got crap about it. You Mom's did? like, oh man, I didn't get oyster stuffing. Uh, I got it. I, I didn't. didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I, didn't. I, I feel didn't. bad. Lise? Oh, Thanksgiving. Well, I went to my friend June's because, you know, my parents are in Delray. And I have a signature dish, which is stuffed mushrooms. Oh, right. The best, by the way, if I do say so myself. However, what June did not tell me was until I got there Wednesday night, I got to work today. You got to make the turkey. You got to make the ham. Oh. And you got to help with the stuffing. I've never stuffed a damn bird in my life. (laughs) (laughs) She's like pulling the skin, putting in the, you got to take it out like this. And then you got to tuck the legs in underneath this piece of skin. I'm like, are you for real? I said, let me just go now to CVS, get the Tums. And that's going to be the dinner mints. But I'm happy to say it all worked out fine. Oh, my God. It's a lot. Pressure, 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 pressure. (laughs) I had 16 big, full bellies to fill. So, yeah, they all came. um, And you know what's funny? They, They come with their Tupperware. Uh, seriously, that, but okay. that's because of back in the that's day. That's okay. They're your family. Yeah. Back in the day, I, I put so okay. much money into Tupperware because I have oh, a thirty-pound sure. turkey. I have a couple of hams. I have a lot that's of food. A smart thing. My boys want to take food home. They do, and they come packing. I mean, my <laughs> son's like, "Mom, that blue Tupperware is mine." I'm like, "Okay, well, I'm tired of putting money out for the Tupperware." No, oh, I get it, it now. Okay. Yeah. No, it never comes back. Never. Yeah, right, I never see right. it again. Never you're see it again. Right. So it they doesn't. came. They ate. They left. It was that easy. <laughs> did you have leftovers though? Um, actually, this year I did a bad last year. I gave everything away. Mom was really upset. Mail manager, mom was like, 
we had no stuffing. We have no turkey sandwiches. Because I, I usually just say to the boys, okay, I leave the food out because we do buffet style. I say, okay, fill up your Tupperwares and go. Well, last year they, it was gone. And she had nothing the next day. So she said to me, I, you know, I want to have stuff the next day. So the girls, my daughter-in-laws, my daughter, my daughter, fabulously, they, they filled a big plate for mom. And they put it in the plate, in the fridge for her so she had tons of leftovers it was good that's good everything was good i made bazillion potatoes mashed potatoes i don't know why i do that i do a little over a five pound bag and um yummy I don't Yummy. know why I do because they eat so much of the other, other stuff. stuff. It's, it's sides. Fill up on sides. Yeah, I got so. a question for the ladies and the and the gentlemen in the room. How do you feel when you have guests that come and they bring a little tea, a little dish, right, and then they take it back? I don't like that. When you make something, you bring American, it in is there. Is that an American no, thing? No, like, uh-uh. what is that? That's a no. rude thing. That's, That's rude. a rude thing. Rude. <laughs> I got three pieces of macaroni. No Leave the macaroni. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pack it up and Dude, go. You said macaroni. No, uh-uh. I love it. You didn't say pasta. You said macaroni. Macaroni. macaroni and cheese. Italian. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Oh. That's why. And they <laughs> took it. I just feel like if you're going to come to people's house and no. they're feeding no. you, that you just leave the you leave, leave the, the food there. You can take a leftover thing, but you don't right. take your own but dish you back. Right? No, 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 no. Hacky. Seth, what did you guys do? We uh, we hosted as well. Small oh, small okay. gathering, and uh, turkey came out pretty good. Good. It's um. You yeah, brined it in cider, right? We did. We brined it in cider. Mm-hmm. Good memory. Threw a bunch of garlic well, in there. Well, I used to do that back in the onions. day. Right. We just threw a whole bunch of stuff and herbs and stuff. I rubbed underneath the skin. Yep. And yep. You push your hand under know. the skin. Yep. I'm not big in the turkey, I got to tell you. Oh, really? It's all right. Yeah. I'm I, a, love, I'm, I'm I love the turkey. turkey. Yeah. I love them. I wanted lasagna. <laughs> we made stuffed <laughs> shells with stuff with meat. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Ground beef, yeah. And Brussels sprouts and bacon mashed potatoes and stuffing. Yep. Yeah. Bacon mashed potatoes. I do. I Bacon do cheese and stuff inside. Yeah. I do I cheese mashed potatoes. Yeah. Well, everybody, we had a great, great Thanksgiving, and everybody was full. And I, I hate to say it, but you know, and when everything's back in order, everything's cleaned, all the dishes are put away, and my girls are great. They do all the cleaning up. Everything's fabulous. Put away. Um, it's kind of like. <sighs> I love doing it, but it's also a relief. So today's guest, we have a woman that we have great great respect for and um when you talk about reinventing yourself and starting over leslie jane seymour is definitely definitely one woman that is a very tough mother leslie as you um might know was the respected and still is the respected award-winning editorial leader of the world as the former editor-in-chief of more um Marie, it's not Marie Claire, right? It's is yeah, it, Marie Claire. Uh, Marie, I always, I'm not sure if it's Mary or Marie, but Marie Claire, Red Book, YM Magazine. To say just just a few, Leslie made media history when brilliantly inviting Michelle Obama to be the guest to edit an entire issue of More Magazine. That led to 8.5 billion media impressions worldwide. It's with great pleasure and respect, and we we just think she's badass and everything that can be that we welcome to this one tough mother show media entrepreneur mogul leslie jane seymour welcome welcome leslie and thank you so much for being a guest on the one tough mother show let's get a brief history i'm so excited i know we a year ago we hooked up right a year ago it's like the longest date you've ever had right and i'll make it worth probably probably the best date i've ever had honestly there you go (laughs) in recent years worth waiting for thank you let's take it i don't want to go 
too much to your past. You know why? Because sure. your past is well documented. Anybody that knows you knows of your huge accomplishments. But I want to speak to you about, you know, walking away from corporate, walking away from what we knew for a bazillion years. You did yeah. it. I did it. Lisa did it. Yeah. Gail's done it. We yeah. walked away and we walked into something scary, which was the world of entrepreneurship. Yeah. So my first question is, well, of course, I read that while at school at Drake or Duke, I'm sorry, while at school yeah. at Duke, you concentrated on being a writer. Um, yeah. Can you give me a little bit of your backstory so I have some kind of basis for that? You met someone I who was, pushed you. Yes. Well, I've always been a writer. I, I was a, you know, seven years old. I was writing books about my parakeet chat chat. So <laughs> that was my my goal in life was to be a writer. And when I got to Duke, I actually went to Duke to go to Beaufort, which was to be a marine biologist, which is totally hilarious. I took my science courses, and I was like, eh, eh, kind of a student in science. Um, and my writing would take off every time. And it so happened that Nina Hyde, who was the fashion editor from the Washington Post, was there for a uh, internship, a fellowship for a semester. And I hooked up with her. And she introduced me to somebody at Women's Wear Daily. And the weird thing about me, this is a strange, and it's still strange because I was going through an old um, scrapbook with my daughter and it was happening again. I can't tell you a lot about my life, but I can remember everything by the clothes I wore. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm not a designer. <laughs> I'm not a, it's this bizarre memory thing. Like, you know how some people can... You can smell something and it brings back all your memories. Mm -hmm. Yes. To me, I look at the clothes I wore and I knew exactly how I felt, what was happening. I know the dress. I could design it for you. It is the weirdest, strangest thing. Anyway, so that's how I always knew I wanted to be something in fashion and something in writing, just because I have that weird memory. I can tell you what I wore in third grade um, to, you know, first day of third grade school, just because I don't know why, but whatever. That's great. So it's strange. And... Um, so when I was able to put those two things together by going to Women's Wear Daily, um, that's what sort of made it for me. And the hilarious part is I actually started stringing for Women's Wear as a writer while I was at, still at Duke. And I didn't realize I was actually doing something that was not very newsy. News is supposed to be something happens, you go out and cover it and right, write about it. Right. I did not know that. Um, when I was doing a story, I, the very first story I pitched to Women's Wear was called Formal is No Longer Floor Length in the South. Oh. And it did come out of the fact that I had a couple of friends who were wearing tunics and pants to all the formals. There were a lot of formals for the sororities and the fraternities in those days. And But what I didn't realize was that telling my other girlfriends they couldn't wear a formal dress and they had to wear a tunic now because I was photographing tunics. That's magazine making. <laughs> yeah, know, right? Yeah. yeah. You're making a trend. You're not actually, it's kind of <laughs> partial news, but not really news. Anyway, so that's kind of how I got launched in all of that. And I was just so thrilled to be able to um, become a writer. And I had very low aspirations. I just thought I wanted to be a writer all my life. And that's all I really wanted to do and all I aspired to do. And the really sad part about it is that back in the day when I was, going out in the market, if you had talent as a writer, you could make a living. I really thought, you know, I was going to be Peggy on Mad Men. Oh, wow. And, oh. You know, you didn't, you didn't <laughs> have to, 
ever get married or you could support yourself. And, and the, the horrible thing is now is that, you know, if you're a writer, no one wants to pay you. They want you to write for free. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just a terrible situation. It's, so. it's ter- And you hit it. I mean, you hit it. You went upward. You went onward. I mean, you were like well documented as a writer, editor of landmark publications like Moore, Marie Claire, Redbook, which I had a subscription to, YM Magazines. Ah, yeah, I had to turn Redbook around. Redbook had gotten to be an old granny book, but it was actually meant to be for young moms. Yeah, yeah I loved so it. When you did I, that. I loved it because it was. I was huge, huge fan of of Redbook. But I I know the other. Part I know your career because I've read about it, but mm-hmm. what about the tremendous discipline, the focus, the concentration it took in your personal life? Because honestly, you got to think about it, Leslie. Like in those years that you were hot and heavy in the magazines and fashion uh, and writing and editing, uh, you're awful. a wife and a mother. Awful. Uh, how it, much you know, coffee? When I really look. I look back and I say, there's something wrong with the way that our system is set up that, especially for women, the peak of your career hits at the peak of being a mom. Yes. And I was determined because I had had such a poor family life growing up that the number one thing for me was being a great mom. Right. And at the same time, I wanted to be a fabulous career person. So like all the crazy people in my generation, we were terrible purveyors of the insane idea that we could do it all. Right. And I really look back. I have young people approach me. It's probably the first question most people ask me at an event. They go, how did you do it? Because they're all in the middle of it and they're, you know, their kids vomiting on their outfit as they walk out the yeah. door and they, they yeah. don't understand how we got through it. And I will tell you, it's a freaking blur. It is a freaking I blur. I don't know. <laughs> yep. I can't, I can't tell you how I got through it. I don't know how I did it. I had blinders on. I would... You want to think, know how nuts I was? I would get up. I live in the suburbs. I would get up at 5.30 in the morning. I would The night before, I would have set out all the um, makings of fresh muffins. This is how yeah. nuts I was. Yeah. And I would make fresh muffins, blueberry muffins in the morning for my kids. And then I would get dressed and go to Mary Claire and be an editor-in-chief and get on an airplane and go to Paris. Right. Right. I, and what you know, was I thinking? What, yeah. It, that, that stuff did come in a bag, by the way. I did it. Um, I know. No. In our, no, I couldn't do that. No, I had to do it from scratch because that was the un. I wasn't a real mother unless I did it from scratch. Like and how many how times did you take the trip insane. to work and cry because you either disciplined them before you left them and you felt oh. crappy about that or they had Awful. something going on at school that you were going to miss? Awful. So Awful. You, you would, I would be crying on my drive to work, like how like many, some kind of weirdo. How many of us in the fashion business in particular, because we all had to go to Europe at the same time, and it sounds like, oh, my God, you're crying on the yacht, like you had yeah, to go to fashion, right. fashion Week in Europe. All of us who are mothers, and I remember in particular a friend of mine who just had twins, we would get on the plane and cry. Yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. like, look at this. We're at the top of our game. Somebody's flying us to Europe to look at clothes in first class, and we're crying. Right. And we're crying because we're leaving our little kids alone, and we're going to be gone for three weeks. And we know we can't say no because we're so lucky to have this opportunity. Right, right, right. And it was just this huge disconnect that, you know, I'm hoping the, the generations behind us are actually, and I think they are because they're rejecting a lot of that idea that you can do it all, um, realize that you can't have it all. 
you have to moderate. You're going to go back and forth at different points in your mm-hmm. um, life, and sometimes you're going to give more to your business and sometimes more to your family, and this crazy out of you know out of your mind idea that you're going to do it all is is terrible and it's we did really cry. consuming a tears, yeah a lot of tears shed and you know a lot of kids who had um you know parents who are cockamamie and crazy at times oh absolutely and i remember in particular i had to fly to la i was in la for two weeks shooting a commercial so i was out there shooting and my son had a my two sons my oldest two played on the same team they had a big football game coming up. So I go to the airport and the woman's like, there was there was fires out in LA and they're like, because of the mm. smoke, the flights are being delayed. I almost had a, like a breakdown. I'm like, you gotta mm. be kidding. I've gotta be oh, home yeah. for this game. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah, I drove yeah, I all remember. the way down to the beach d- to get the air. Like it's crazy. I'm like, no, you don't understand. My kids have to look up from the stands and see me there and know that I'm supporting them. I have to get oh, on this God. plane. I've been gone for two weeks. It was a oh, nightmare. God. I did I make a- the second half, but. I had a I had a thing like that where I had to be back for a birthday party and we missed the the boarding time coming mm. from LA back to New York yeah. on a red eye and I remember really literally crying and saying you have to let us on the plane I have to be back yeah. and yeah. they squeezed us on somehow but it was you know the, just like why do we make ourselves crazy do I know of any guy who had to go through right. that right right <laughs> And it's back terrible, in the day, right? Red Eye was our favorite. That Red Eye was my best friend because I always <laughs> made sure I came home on the Red Eye. And in the right. day, we could jump. We jumped flights. You might have had a flight at one time, but at those days, you walked up to the desk and went, you know, I, I'm here early. Can I take an earlier you flight? And they used to let you jump flights. <laughs> right. Now, you, none was, of that stuff happens. Nothing. This was the Pleistocene area, era before when they had airplanes, but they didn't have security. <laughs> right. When, when they had airplanes with smoking. Remember that? Right. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember. Oh, my God. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, you geez. sat behind or you sat in front of the people in the smoking section and your hair reeked for days. It was disgusting. <laughs> anyway, so. But yes, we were mad. It was madness. We have to write the book about that. Oh, definitely. But, it, but we got on the airplanes crying. Yes, That's we did. That's what happened. And, and we got through it. You know, the interesting thing is you get through it all. And um, it's, I think what I learned the most for people listening who are trying to figure it out themselves, it's about how you feel inside yourself. Absolutely. If you feel guilty, if you feel miserable, if you feel unhappy, if you feel torn, that's what your kids pick up on. I found that when I finally made peace with the fact that I really wanted to be a career person, and I also love my family, and I, my kids were everything to me, and I always chose them first over anything, but I was going to try to make this work. Once I was really firm on that, they didn't have any buttons to push. Right. Right. But they could find every little opening when I was feeling guilty or whatever, and they would guilt me for oh, absolutely please. everything. Yes, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So so you and I and a lot of people in our industry uh, were in the media, marketing, advertising world, and digital hits. And all of a sudden yes. you've got young guys coming in with man purses, speaking language man. we don't understand, <laughs> and acronyms <laughs> and everything that we're just sitting there going, what the hell? And a lot of it was BS. You and, know that. I mean, I had these. Please. I had these guys come in and tell me that you know that I didn't. I wasn't going to understand the web at all. That it was totally different. Yeah. That everything I knew about magazine making didn't apply to the web, and that all these other people had knew how to do it. We didn't. They were really trying to drive a wedge between people who had done print and people right. who had done the web. And when you get out there, what you realize is, and somebody who's very smart coming from a different angle, he said, 
That's BS. It's all the same. Yeah, it's everything's the same. And I same. came from TV, and they're like, you know, nobody's watching TV anymore. They're but, watching uh, the internet, I and I was like, stop, get away from yeah, me. Disagree. <laughs> yeah. So we leave. We walk out. We downsize. Oh God! Absolutely. What did you do? Did you sit in your car and go, "What the hell"? Well, <laughs> um, I knew this was coming. I mean, it is not hard. You you have to be. You know, you have to have pretty big blinders on for the last five years to know that some big transition is not is coming. And in fact, um, just hearing two days ago that Meredith was buying Time Inc. and they were, you know, they just put out a story right. today saying they're going to fire thousands and thousands of people. You know, the makings of all of that was out there a long time ago, and it became very, very clear with the internet that. The advertisers don't have to kiss Anna Winter's butt anymore to get their piece out there to the consumer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So once that doorway broke down, that's the breakdown. And that's why magazines went away. They were the doorway that all these advertisers had to go through to reach the audience they needed. Right. So right. that's been breaking down for the last 10 years. Yeah. So it was not a surprise to me at all um, when more was not going to get there and that we would be one of the early victims. They closed the magazine um, in March of 16. It was not not a surprise. No. And, mm -mm. Uh, you know, and I, I had five bosses and four publishers in eight years. I mean, you don't mm -hmm. have to be a genius to know that that's not a way to do business either. You know, right. you can't be changing all those people in the deck chairs all the time. It just became a very rocky business. It was so clear that it was not steady anymore and you'd walk you know across everywhere i mean you you i was teaching a magazine course at nyu um as an adjunct professor and one day i had to walk in and this is why i'm still um an editor at a magazine and i had to walk in and explain why timing had just fired 400 people across the street you know right, it's like yeah. right it was obvious this was going down it right. just was a matter of when and um so for me, I feel actually really, really lucky that I had an eight-year run at Moore. It was fabulous. It was amazing. I built up the most incredible audience, the most amazing, intelligent, smart, interactive women who came and found me literally right. after the magazine folded who were, you know, just horrified. They, they didn't know any of the economic dynamics, mm. of course. And there just weren't enough advertisers. Right. And that was just the flat-out answer. And... You know, no matter how how many readers there were, there just were not enough advertisers, and the old model was based on advertising. Absolutely. And, you so, know, you went out badass, though. I mean, you, you really yeah. pulled a badass move. <laughs> you had Michelle Obama guest edit. Yeah, 8.5 billion. Billion impressions. Billion, with a B, media impressions. Yeah. That when I read that I was like, wow, yeah. you took it by the you like, you know what, I'm out, but guess yep. what? Before I go, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> no, well, you know, and I was very lucky because we made history with that. That was the first time that a sitting um first lady had ever guest edited a magazine before. We didn't go into it with that idea, but we backed into it right. when my PR guy said, You know, has anybody ever done this before? Right. And um, it was the biggest thing that ever happened to the company, certainly the biggest thing that ever happened to me, the biggest thing that ever happened to the brand. Um, and, you know, I can't feel badly about any of it. It was just sad 
that that couldn't propel us into um, getting more advertisers. You know, I think if you'd hung with it for a much longer time, it might have. But in this environment, I mean, as you see what's happening across the board, I don't think I don't think anything you could do to try to save print would save it. It's just a very expensive it's a really, really, really expensive product in today's market. Right, so. and I do years of Cosmo ads, and every yeah. year after year, and you know, yeah. negotiating the contract, getting the ad yeah. space, I did full pages, I did back pages, you yeah. name it. It just got more and more and more because they're paying more and more and yeah. more, and they're losing, yeah. losing, losing. Losing money, and you know, and the, the really horrible, unfortunate part about it is that because all of that product was built on the back of selling ads. Yes. The consumer was taught for the last hundred years that content is free. Right. That's and right. that we shouldn't pay anything for content. Uh-huh. So yeah. when people try to come out with different models for content, the consumer is very resistant because right. she says, yeah, I get it for free. Why should I pay? Right. So unfortunately, the, the business did damage to itself by teaching the consumer that this big magazine of 300 pages that you were going to spend probably a whole afternoon with was worth $2. Right, right. And so now she comes out and she says, well, I don't pay for anything because I never had to, even though this is all crumbling and falling away. Right. So the, the question is, what's next? And, and what's really interesting is the consumer still out there. Women still need this information. They still need the direction, especially with the web, how the hell did you find the right mascara? You're right. You're right. <laughs> how do you find, we just saw this how this morning. Find, I mean, really honestly, how do you find yeah. the right face cream for you, the right night right. cream? Should you have HRT or not? Where do you, just try Googling some of that stuff. Right. You'll be, for one question, you will be there for a week. You Absolutely. You can do a dissertation on every, there's so, it's a fire hose of information. And, you know, it's actually now that social media and and the media, it, it's getting called out. You know, like Facebook never, ever gave, it was all, you know, obscure information. They never told how many actual, you know, viewers or listeners or how, where your ads would be. Now people are like, you know, and I'm I'm lucky and privileged enough to be part of a, a marketing group online that it's some very, very old time, very, very smart marketers from top, top industries. And they're going, wait a minute. Uh, our um, clients aren't making money because their ads aren't being seen. Now right. everybody's like, what was that about? What's right. going on? Oh, yeah. They throttled that whole... You'd go wow. out and Big create time. these giant audiences and they would show it to 2% of it or 1.01% yeah. of it. And um, so things... But things are changing and I think um, women especially are realizing they're not getting the information they need. They are not getting it easily. It's hard to ferret out. Some of the information that's coming at them is not the information they want. So how do they find it? Right. And there still are the purveyors of great content, beautiful content, smart content, intelligent content. I'm not saying everybody. There's been a stooping to lowest common denominator out there for a long time in order to get clicks. Right, And there's been stooping to get advertisers, Absolutely. and there's been lying to the consumer to get advertisers. And um, so there's a lot of damage that's been done. Um, but I'm hoping that, for me, I decided because my readers came to me and said, 
They wanted me to do something else for them. There's nothing for women 40 plus in the market for the high-end reader or listener or member. And there's a lot of stuff that is confusing. There's not a lot of stuff that's trustworthy. And there's just a, it's a lot of time consuming. It's, it's, I believe you, it. Yeah, absolutely. How, where do you go if where? you want to find, you know, what's the next night cream to use? And I don't know. Right. So Covey Club is that stop. I want to kind of be, the only way I can say it without being, I don't want it to sound hubristic, but so you understand what it is. Imagine Google for women 40 plus. Right. You need something mm. for your 40 plus? I like that. Come to so me. Long. And I'll direct you. I'll find, because some of the stuff I'm going to create myself, I started out by creating a lot of my own content. That got very expensive because I was paying people because on principle, I feel like all the purveyors need to be paid, but it got to be too expensive. And then when I went out and did a beta test with just the content, the readers didn't want to pay. So that was a problem. Right, right. So what I'm doing now is turning it more into the club. It was always supposed to be a club. Covey is a small group of birds. Right. And the idea is birds of a feather flock together. We're small. We are intimate. How do I connect women? My hashtag is learn, get, connect. The idea is you will always come to Covey Club and you will learn something. You will get something in terms of something you can take away, either information or pointers or tips or tricks, and then connect. I will connect you with other women like you who can either answer your questions, become your friend, become your business partner, or inspire you I love it because it's so needed because and and you know what happens is women and I I get this a lot they don't know where to go because you know everybody was screaming and 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 everybody's spoon-fed how many likes do you have on your site and how many this and how many that Right. People didn't get that it was all bought and paid for and, and bought. All and bought they and don't paid get. for. They did all, not understand. All this stuff is clicked on, and you can pay. You, know, you can pay Quick Farms in exactly. Asia. Exactly. That's right. You yeah. know, robots will push the button, and it doesn't mean anything. So I mean, yeah. I'm making it. I I the club is there's a a freemium part to it. You can come in and see what we're doing for free. You can read. There'll be one download of the Digizine, which is a monthly magazine. There will be, you'll be able to see what I, what our sort of little monthly webinar, which I might ramp up to weekly, which are going to be kind of like live panels that you can dial into. You can either dial into on your computer or on your phone. And we're going to be talking about all those important topics live with experts. And you can ask questions live. That's awesome. Um, That's really great. Everything from fashion and beauty to finances to health, all that kind of stuff. And I've already got, it's so interesting. These are just things because I'm kind of going to run my own kind of like little TV show online. Good. Because this is the stuff stuff people want to hear. They want to hear two experts talking about, well, what kind of anti-aging makeup tricks are are there out there? And what do you really do? And or it could be talking about your, you know, how to protect yourself financially from widowhood or divorce. Yeah. So, so yeah. And you know what? The funny part is, it's you know the one tough mother show. It's about real life experiences. We try to yes. inspire, elevate, and and empower women. And people, are, the meat of the market is the forty plus woman. I mean, oh, the yeah, meat the of the market. And, and yeah. I don't understand like where the thought process is with advertisers. They're like, well, oh, you know, I don't know, you know, how many women do you have? What does it matter? It's 
grow with something. What happened to the years of growing and understanding the meat of the market is women. It we're coming. It's it's Leslie. We're coming of we're age. Here. We're coming. We're here. And it's going to it's we're going here. to be is so powerful that people either jump on and the Covey Club is perfect because you're hitting the meat of the market. Advertisers just don't understand this consumer and then the ones that do the age prejudice that is still very, very strong in the right. US takes over. Right there. And I will be really honest with you, a very famous designer said to me when I took over more magazine and he's somebody I loved and he said, this is right in 2008 when the uh, recession hit. And he said, you know, Leslie, he said, the only people keeping my stores alive are women 40 plus, but right. I can't advertise to them because then the 20-somethings won't come in the door. And first of all, that was a fundamental misunderstanding of the relationship between 20-somethings right. and 40-somethings today. If you're a mom, your clothes spend half the time in the other room Hunting or down your in, at college right. or in high school. Oh, it is such a different different world. They don't even get it. And second of all, 20-somethings and 40-somethings and 50-somethings and 60-somethings, we're all, we're all intergenerational right. now. We're all mixing it up. There is none of this BS, and they just don't get it. And you know what? You can't beat them into understanding. The, I can't tell you. I had these cosmetic executives say to me, to my face, They'd say, oh, you know, there were a lot of French guys. They'd be like, oh, and, you know, older women, they don't buy anything anymore. Okay. They already have their brands. And I'd be like, yeah, dude. could you come to my house? <laughs> you want to see my, yeah. my new Audi? Yeah. You want to see yeah. my new Prius? Do you want to see I just renovated my house? Would you like to see all the new yeah. cosmetics piled up on my sink that I try? Would you like to see all the new clothes in my closet? Right. What are you talking right. about? Exactly. Where did you they get just, They don't get it. They, they're the ones with the old mindset. This is a, the last question because I know that you, you're on a time crunch, so I don't want to keep sure. you long. So my last question has to be, sure. in, in, in a world of, of women and, and con, you know connectivity, instant exposure, instant gratification, what advice do you give to women that are looking to further themselves but don't know where to go. Moms coming out of, you know, jobs that are, they want to transition. Women coming out of college. What do you say to these girls? Who want what? Explain to me. Want more. Want to find more in life. Oh, more in life. Well, that, I mean, that is the key to the whole thing is finding your thing and finding who you are. Um, one of the things that the tagline for Covey Club is that it's, for women who are trying to lead their most authentic lives and they do it Excellent. through learning. They're lifelong right. learners. And that is, I will tell you the key to the whole thing. And I'm sure that you understand that is that if you aren't learning, move on. And whether that right. is in your first job, your second job, I always used to move on from my next job based on God, I've stopped learning here. It's time to move on. And right, right. that is one of the most valuable things that you can have for yourself. And it will continue to guide you toward things that are meaningful to you. And if you are looking for meaning, in one of the rubrics in the Digizine that we're publishing monthly and on the site is called The Meaningful Life. And I'm writing about different things that can add meaning to your life. And it can be something you can do. It can be a new product that gives back. It can be ways 
to educate yourself or further your community experience. You just have to get in there with the kind of people who are doing that. I had that problem very severely when I worked at uh, Vogue magazine. My first, it was my third job. I loved it. I was there for nine years. I was a copywriter. I was the height of the height of my game. I mean, what you went into Vogue every day. You may as well just die, right? right? That's the end of right, it. Right, right. And um, I always felt so vacant. And I remember right. thinking, God, why these people around me seem so satisfied, and I'm so unsatisfied. I feel I'm so grateful to be here. I'm grateful that I can, you know, get a haircut. I can get a table anywhere I want to. But something's missing. And I had to leave there and follow my heart to a different type of product. I went over to, I went to freelance first um, when I had my son. That that answered a lot of questions about, is this all there is? But when I went back into work looking for more meaning, I went to Glamour, which was, you know, for many people, they wouldn't go from Vogue to Glamour. It was like a big step down. Why would you do that? But I felt more at home there. And then when I got to Mary Claire as editor-in-chief, when I was able to actually express my interest in women's issues and actually do amazing stories on the issues for women around the world that were happening, serious political issues, issues with the Taliban, issues with, I mean, Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff, that's when I found myself. But I had to really, I had to acknowledge very early on, I love where I am. This is glamorous. It's extraordinary. I'm so lucky, but something's not a right fit for me. I have totally. to keep going. Totally. And there are people who are, you know, look, who I worked with at Vogue who are still there. Oh, absolutely. And a lot of people, a lot of women will say to me, why well, I, I, I'm in a ditch. I'm, I feel like I'm in a hole. And I'm like, you dug it. Right. Understand that. You dug it and put yourself there. Your life is a result of your decisions. And I hate when people like, oh, I don't have this or I don't have that or I feel like I haven't gotten anywhere in life. Your life is a result of your decisions. As hard as that is to hear and is is facing that, it's it's what it is. You dug the hole and put yourself there. Yeah. If you don't like where you are, if you don't like what you're doing, if you don't like your husband, you don't like what's going on around you, your job, get out. Nobody's and keeping that- you. You're not a prisoner. That's really hard. People take hard. a victim approach to a lot of that where they feel victimized. They feel right. So it's very hard to turn that point of view around into you're not a victim. You have to take control of your life. Right. But, if, but the, the one thing I can tell you that is very helpful to a lot of people who don't, who feel that way and feel very isolated is take a course. Right. right. Start that way. You don't Help like somebody. what you're doing. Get out. Right. Get out. Get out. And the easiest thing for some people to do is just sign up. Sign up for the freaking jewelry course. You always wanted right. to make jewelry. Try it. Go to the high, local high school. There's a silver course. Sign up there. I know people who ended up in careers because of that. Right. There, there I are agree. ways. There are ways out for you all around you. Obviously, if you have a serious psychological barrier, you're not going to see them. But I can tell you. The really simple thing that everybody is really, really familiar with, which is school, no matter how old you are, and I'm talking to you as somebody who is in the middle of finishing her master's up at Columbia for sustainability management, putting a gun to my head because I'm doing this while launching a business. Um, (laughs) But it really does, that is is a number one way to get you out of a rut. And 
I don't care if it's a, a little teeny course or a serious course, you're going to go back to your master's in social work or whatever, start. If you can't think of where to start, go take a course. And it can be a light course, a heavy course. It's a real easy way out of your, um, your situation. And um, for a lot of people who feel very trapped, that's, and it could be, a, you know, if you're feeling trapped in your relationship, it could be a course about relationships. Exactly. 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 There's you know, always a way out. Your, there your is life, a way out. Your life is, again, the result of your decisions. So make the decision to change it and not That's complain right. about it. That's so, right. That's right. And it's not, it's easier said than done, but I've done it. You've done it. We've done it in this room. You have to make that decision. And you have to move forward and you can't expect everybody to dig you out. And no. I'm tired of hearing about your past and my no. family and my, I was, grew up, I was a child that nobody loved. Get over it and go on. Yeah, because no, you I, drug it along for how many years? Let it go. Yeah, let it the, go. yeah the date of expiration on blaming your parents. I, I think now that yeah. I have, I have a 26 yeah. year old kid. It's like. I think he's pulling. I think thirty is it. You can't believe your kids. Good, my kids are good. After that, my all my kids are over thirty now, so I'm done. They can't blame me anymore. No, it's like it's in your hands now. I'll take the blame up until twenty six, and then it's then it's on you. So Uh, I'm good. I'm feeling great about that. Women do have to um, be proactive and take care of themselves. And I and I really um, hope that some of your listeners will come and join CoveyClub.com. Please, absolutely. Hopefully, um, we're well, I'm also finding some women in their late 30s who are interested in the club because they want to get to older women. I'm going to probably end up doing some of my webinars on mentoring because I have a okay, lot of younger great. women coming to me saying, I want to be part of what you're doing because I've put in all the work. There are a lot of them in their like mid-30s and they're like, I'm killing myself. I'm killing myself with my family. I'm killing myself with my work. And now what? And I have no right. one to talk to. And there's nobody above me mentoring me. There's no one where to go. My mother wasn't necessarily a career person. They don't understand what to do. Who do I talk to? And I was like flabbergasted. So I think I may end up doing some mentoring webinars, these live webinars as well, um, bringing mentors together with women who want to be mentored. Because I feel so badly that um, these 30-somethings are really at sea. And what they tell me is that they feel so different from the 20-somethings. They don't relate. They don't relate to the millennials and the millennial thought process at all. And they're kind of between us um, Mm -hmm. and a different generation, and they are struggling. I had this conversation actually with with my kids because I noticed it when I started One Tough Mother six years ago when I was getting letters. I I had an advice column first. The letters were the most basic questions that girls and women would ask, and I couldn't understand that. And I was thinking, oh, wait a minute. Mothers went to work full time, yeah. 60s, 70s, and 80s, and yeah. nobody talked to these kids. They came home tired, they made dinner, they put them in bed. So these girls didn't have basic common sense answers to things. Right. So you're so you're right, the 30-year-olds are really they're they're not us right. and they're not the millennials. So it's, right. it's it's a weird they're in a weird space. So right. they I'm sure they appreciate it. Spell it for me so we know so everybody gets it. Yes, so it's C O V E Y club c-l-u-b dot com just wonderful covey's small group of birds and birds of a feather flock together and i hope you'll join us and right now we just have a sign-up sheet so you're not going to get a password or anything you just sign up and we're going to launch in february that's fabulous you'll have to come back on and tell us how it goes all right before i before you hang up i want to give you a just tough mother gail and tough mother lisa a quick moment to say something to you because i know you're crushed gail 
I just want to say more magazine got me through so many moments. Seriously. I was at a slew of us devastated when oh. all of a sudden I wasn't getting in. And then, they, and then they tried to hawk me some other magazine. I was like, oh. no, you don't get it. I know. <laughs> really? I but, know. But one of the things I do want to say, and, and to piggyback on what you're doing in terms of sharing information amongst ourselves, is the other thing is as we age, go through the aging process, I think even older than 45, 55, 65, I want to talk to some 75-year-old women mm-hmm. to come back and tell me at my age, What's what am new? I going to look at expecting? Because a That's lot of right. us are starting this whole perimenopause thing that oh, nobody wants God. to talk about, right? Because nobody wants to talk about it because it feels no. like it's contagious and it's terrifying and it's like it means that we're going out to pasture. I want right. the women that have gone through it to come back and talk to us as we can so we can go back and talk to the ones behind us and say aging makes us more badass right all those changes makes us more badass let's speak loud about it let's be proud about it let's not keep it as a place of shame so thank you for making 40 fabulous and and let's just (laughs) 50 badass (laughs) 50 badass 60 even more badass 70 absolutely phenomenal <laughs> yeah, no, we will bring all those voices in and i hope you ladies will participate as well absolutely and, we're and, there yeah and join us and um it's going to be a lot of fun and and what's fun is uh you know when i hear from my members then i'm going to pivot and go wherever they want to go so we'll, we'll That's it's going to be a ride i mean i've never ever done this before and as we were talking about earlier it is hard oh doing this by yourself you know (laughs) it's like where is the it guy (laughs) (laughs) that's you baby and we got tough mother lisa what are you gonna say lisa well you know gail thanks for stealing all that because i second every damn thing gail said i loved more i loved loved more but i i have to tell you something i want to sign up and be you are 60-minute in person with Leslie for $1,000. So when you get this thing <laughs> off the ground, my friend, I want to be there, and I want my 60 minutes. Do I have to uh, fly out to L.A.? Because oh. I will. Oh, cool. Will. Come. I'm in New York, so I'll come, but I may be oh, doing some. That's even better. You're in New York. That's great. Yeah. I will be here because... Um, yeah, everything. I can't even add. Everything Gail said, it is true. Oh, that's so nice to hear. It was and a wonderful second, third, ride. and fourth, and fifth. You know, <laughs> I can't complain. I had just a, a wonderful time. And that same, the, the trick for me, guys, is going to be I can't replicate more because I don't have a staff of 34 right. people and a multi-million dollar yeah, <laughs> uh, right. budget. This is just me trying to figure out, um, and hopefully I'll go out for some funding down the road if this takes off. If enough readers, former more readers, sign up and go with us, um, then we can get there. But the reader, it will have to be reader funded because there are so few advertisers who mm-hmm. right. believe in women like us, which is completely nuts. Right. Um, but you know what? They'll catch up. You can't squeeze it out of them, so that's okay. No. Um, but we can do it for ourselves, and we that's will. the thing. We're 60 there. is the and new we, 40. And we're going to support you 100%. Leslie, Jane Great. Seymour, thank you awesome. a million times over. You're one 
Thank Badass, you. tough mother. Oh, thank your you. parting gift you. will get a, be a tough mother shirt. I just need your address. Oh, you can text good. it to me. Okay. You have my number, so just text me Great. your address, and I'll be sending Love it out you. to you. And when you're ready, when when everything launches and everything's rolling, okay, come to the studio. Come oh. to the studio. I'll Great. bring wine. You bring okay. the glasses. We're there. I'll okay. bring tequila. <laughs> we were you like tequila, that. Leslie? It's going to be the so, month of February. That's going to be the Great. critical moment. All right. so I'm, gonna t- I'm putting you on my list now. Yes. Yep. Perfect. We got you. Thank Great. you so much. Thank Have a wonderful, wonderful holiday you if I don't too. talk to you before then. Take, Take care. care. Bye-bye. Thank you. And we'll be right back with Lisa's Headlines and Headaches. The One Tough Mother Podcast. Real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you. And we're back and we got Lisa with headlines and headaches. And we got a lot of headaches. We got a lot of headlines. But first, we have our sponsor, storyblocks.com forward slash OTM. So ladies, I'm making a little bit of progress on my website. I found some music. I am using that damn picture of champagne and juice. <laughs> Go ahead, girl. And I'm going to be calling both of you this week to help me put some final touches on it. Okay. But um, I got to just go right to what they're doing, okay? Everybody knows how expensive images are. They've got images, video, audio, all for the price of $149 wow. for one full year. No, Unlimited right. access. Unlimited access. Karen, you did something with this too? I absolutely really? did. I picked up a couple of pictures to use on our website, my you know, the One Tough Mother website, yeah. and I have a couple other websites for different businesses I have. I love it. I used to do, I back in the day, I did competitors, and you had to pay tons of money, like more than $149 no, is, for uh, one uh, yeah, image. For and you know licensing fees, yeah, Gail, from the record it's, industry. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It, it's crazy. No, no. So everybody, I cannot say it enough, over 400,000 images, 150,000 videos, 100,000 audio clips, plus more, and they download new content on a regular basis. I'm going to say this three times. The triple bundle. $149 for a full year of unlimited access. Storyblocks.com forward slash OTM. Storyblocks.com forward slash OTM. One more time in unison. Storyblocks.com forward slash OTM. We love you, Storyblocks. Yes, we do. Okay, so now, okay, let's start off with some good news. There's a new wedding. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle or the... Sparkle Markle, how it's called now. They're engaged, and boy, has England and the throne come a long way, baby. He's a cutie. He's a cutie. He is. So Prince Harry and Meghan Markle got engaged, and uh, she's now referred to the Markle Sparkle. They will be exchanging vows in the spring at St. George's Chapel in Windsor Castle Grounds. Uh, The chapel's special to Harry. I don't know. Not everybody knows that he was christened there, and that's also where his late mother, Princess Di, was laid out prior to her funeral at Westminster Abbey. So here's some really great points. They met on a blind date. Yes. Everybody wants to know the name of the girl who introduced them. And they're not, all they're not going to say telling. it. And all she said to her friend was, is he nice? That's Aww. all she did you, said. Did you see it? It was I a Match.com? They didn't a, meet on no, Match? No, no, no. It was a blind date. <laughs> I watched the video. Why can't that happen for us? Tell okay, me. Let me just get through the story, and then we can all complain how we don't have Prince Harry. <laughs> Both <laughs> fell hard and fast, and according to Prince Harry, he said, the stars were aligned, and the ring, the Aww. ring is gorge. It's one large center stone flanked by two smaller diamonds on either side that did belong to Princess Diana, mm-hmm. so she's now part of it, which That's is nice. really nice. Huge. A um, little bit of controversy, but it went away very fast, and I am very happy because you know what? Enough is enough. Markle is a divorced Protestant and the Church of England is Angelican. So Markle agreed to be baptized in the Church of England and then confirmed in the faith. 
the thing that really, really solidified their relationship, other than, you know, a lot of shared common passions, was their passion for philanthropy and helping others. That seemed to be the icing on the cake. Markle is a biracial woman who will be the first American divorcee to marry into the royal family in 81 years. Her mom is African-American. Her dad is Jewish. She has a very, very high-profile role on USA Network show Suits, which she's going to be leaving at the end of this season. She's going to have a playful. She is going to have a playful, but you know what? They're going to enjoy their life. They really, really just, are. They've already the laid the that foundation. They, that they are such, because it's all humanitarian. They're really in, they mm-hmm. play Absolutely. Botswana together and camped out. Absolutely. So good for them. Congratulations. Congrats. And I, I want to meet them because I love Rachel. That's her character on Suits. Anyway, okay. Matt Lauer, latest to be fired. Go to People for more on this. Savannah Guthrie and Hoda announced on air today that Matt Lauer was fired. This is from a statement, and I'm going to read the statement from Andrew Lack, chairman of NBC News. On Monday night, we received a detailed complaint from a colleague about inappropriate sexual behavior in the workplace by Matt Lauer. It represented, after serious review, a clear violation of the company's standards. As a result, we've decided to terminate his employment. While it is the first complaint about his behavior in over the 20 years he's been at NBC News, we also were presented with reason to believe that this may not be an isolated incident. And may I just say, there's got to be photos or something. You don't just, in no, our boom, opinion, no, fire. In our in opinion. Our opinion yeah, there has is, to be something this, more. This is a heavy-duty thing for this to happen that quick. So Ugh. now, it's about time Monica Lewinsky stuck up for herself. She blasted CNN headline news on Twitter because CNN announced it was revisiting the Monica Lewinsky Scandal with a two-hour special, the former White House intern and now anti-bullying campaigner decided to correct Headline News's announcement on Twitter. She crossed out the Monica—I'm sorry—the Monica Lewinsky scandal and offered a better and much more historically appropriate title, which I love: HLN to revisit the Star investigation and the Clinton impeachment. With a two-hour special. She then added in perfectly pointed note, I fixed it for you. You are Good welcome. Within hours, the post garnered over 5,000 likes. And the best one was from this woman that said, yep, when it's a woman, it's a scandal. And when it's a man, it's an investigation. Yeah. So, all right. Mm. All you for pet lovers out there, no bone treats for your dogs. Now, there's... A lot of people, you know, now I'm not talking milk bone. I'm talking literally bone Bone treats are real bones that have been dried and flavored for dogs. And they are a fixture in every pet store you can imagine. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's actually, it's a bone. Yeah. It's not milk bones. It's not the bones, you know, it's a bone. bone. Although they seem like good stocking stuffers, they pose serious health risks. In the FDA's reports, owners and vets said dogs that ate these bones experienced Mm -hmm. blockages Mm -hmm. in their digestive tract, choking, cuts, vomiting, diarrhea, and in extreme cases, death. Other tips to keep your pet safe during the holidays? No chicken or any other bones from the table. Keep your platters out of reach when cooking. Be careful what you put in your trash. Jesus, my dog. Attack the trash. Rips open the plastic. And finally, I don't think this um, applies to all dogs, but no chocolate because most dogs can die from chocolate. And and you know what the other thing is? Rawhides. I saw this special on rawhide. Oh, that blew my mind. I didn't even know that was a job. Making rawhide for dogs, it was the most disgusting thing I ever saw. Mm -hmm. And watching them do the job, I was like... Well, I mean, you think of it. What would what would they be chewing on? And, we're, and, and wouldn't they be? They, I don't know. Ugh. I don't. I don't. Uh, Thanksgiving once in college, we hosted and we had a dog, a mutt, 
and uh, he's like, he looked like a lab. And it went, we were all outside playing football. I went inside. He was on two legs up there eating oh, turkey. Yeah. That's what they do. And that's I exactly yelled, what they do. No, and and he crawled. He got on all. He oh, flattened himself to the no, ground. Started crawling. Yeah. But they're fast. I had they're a fast. I had a Yorkie. Roxy jumped on the chair, Roxy. jumped on the table, and just started eating. That's it. But Sadell. She didn't know she she wasn't invited. She wasn't invited. (laughs) All right. Now, I know we're um, running a little late, so I do have... You pick. What do you want, honey? Quickies now or five must trend? No, let's Let's do do the quickies. Let's do the quickies. The quickies. And I am going to start. Okay. Does anybody know where this phrase came from? We're back, bitches. No? Okay. That's Snooki from Jersey Shore, which is coming back for revival season on MTV. I I actually wrote that down. Why? 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 You guys know I worked with some of the people from Jersey Shore, and all I can say is this. Why? We don't want that. It gives Jersey bad Anyway. Beyonce through Jay-Z a 48th birthday bash in Brooklyn after his concert at the Barclay Center. And guess what? There was no cake. But there was a ton of Jay's Aces of Spades champagne. Victoria's Secret Fashion Runway Show aired in Shanghai, China this week and made history. Aside from being amazing, which I always thought it was great, and all the guests, Ming Si fell on walking. She did. Down oh, the I didn't see that. She I did. do want to. I saw she went it down hard. She went down really hard, but I got to give it to her. She she was down for like maybe two seconds. Yeah. She, didn't she stay recovered down. gracefully, and God bless model Giselle Oliveira. She continued on walking like nothing happened after helping her up. Yes. And you go, girl. You go, Ming. Okay, now, you know, we all know about Apple's phone with the face recognition. Uh, Google's new phone tech will alert you when someone's creeping over your shoulder. There's a clip on YouTube where a guy glancing at the Google Pixel phone gets identified when with a giant rainbow after the screen switches from the text message window. How cool is that? Yep. When he looks away, the screen goes back to the text. Yep. And a new trend this oh. year, turn your Christmas tree upside down. I know, actually know a lot of people that have done this. But what do you mean? You know, the one that hangs from the ceiling? Well, you can hang it from the ceiling upside down, but Target has a bunch of trees now where they are actually making trees completely decorated with gifts. You can put it in a base upside down so the point, which usually has an angel or star at the top, is now at the base and the big bottom of the tree is... It's upside down. But why? It started back in the Middle Ages and it's a fad now. Everybody wants that. I would say that sounds ridiculous. An upside down uh, tree? If you go and... Stop which, it. You know what? I Hey, I'm just reporting. I'm the messenger, but listen. Go to Refinery29 you know, and see something. Everybody's got their thing. And last but not least, I am a giant fan and shame on the Mares for benching Eli Manning. Even Did I can say shame on you. Shame, shame on, you. on you. And by the way, he 210 games. Why? Uninterrupted. They put, Let they, the guy go out. They're t- what's oh, the, they doing whatever. Him. Shame on go you. Ahead, go ahead, Seth. I know you're ready to knock Where? me out. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. They Where's were horrible. They were horrible just... to Phil Sims when he went out. They were horrible yeah. to Mark Bravado. Don't blame the owners. It's the coaches who are supposed to make well, these calls. No, 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 no. It that. was all of them. Let me tell all you. All of them. Bastards. Bastards. They did it. I'm sorry. <laughs> he may not be what he used to be, but he's still a good quarterback. It's not all his fault. Let him play Let out the season. Let Gino play. Let Gino no, play. No, let him play out the season. I'm I, agree. Poor Gino. I agree. I love you, Eli. I love you, Gino. That's just wrong. Oh, God. You're, Seth, you are no longer a one tough. Brother, you're a wusser. One tough wusser. <laughs> so, I'll Lisa, take you anytime. Oh, wait. I'll yeah, get in trouble. I'll take you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop, Seth. I'm, I'm saving your fired, life. <laughs> tough mother. I'm saving your life right now. So, <laughs> thank you, Lisa. And Storyblocks, 
Right? Thank you. Oh, Storyblocks. Storyblocks.com forward slash OTM. Get thousands of images, videos, and tracks for only $149 for a full year of unlimited access. We love you, Storyblocks. Forward slash dot com. OTM. So, okay. And Gail E. Poo, you ready? You you got mail? I got mail. She's got mail. You got mail. I do. I do. I do. All right. First one we got today is meant is from meant to be a star. All caps. All right, star. Dear OTM, I'm 19 years old. I dropped out of college and I'm working at an advertising agency here in the city. My aunt and her friend got me this job, and it sucks bad. <laughs> <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> when I took the job, I thought it would be exciting. Wrong. It's so boring. I must be honest, I'm good at what they ask me to do, and, it, and I get it done on time, but I hate sitting at a desk eight hours a day. You see, I'm super outgoing, smart, and a quick learner who really wants to work in entertainment or music. Everybody does. We all do. I would like to go back to college now and study music, but my parents are so proud of me for having this job that I'm afraid they would freak if I gave, if I gave up this opportunity. They are consistently talking about how lucky I am to be in this position. They say so many of their friends' children have graduated college and can't find jobs anywhere. I don't want to upset my aunt or tick my parents off by quitting, but I can't be stuck here forever. How can I handle this without family drama? Meant to be a star. Wait a minute. You're 19 years old. Wait, why'd you drop out of college to begin with? So maybe you went to college because obviously you did and didn't like what was going on. Now you got this great job or you got a quote unquote great job. All right, so you want to go back to college. Pay for it and go. Go back to school. Yeah, go back to school. Go to your parents and say, you know what? It's not going to be on your back. I'm going to take out student loans and go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And you, it'll, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of, a lot, and just say just say to them, you know what? This is this is my gap year. A lot of kids take a gap year. Yeah. You took a gap year. You went to, and to try to advertising. Now go. Go back to school and, and uh, forge your path in the direction you really want to go. Right. I do have something to add, though. Uh, coming from this industry, as mm-hmm. we all have, advertising can open up a lot of doors. So it Absolutely. Doesn't, it doesn't say how long she's actually been there. So maybe her hiatus year from school could be working there for a year. Because you, tomorrow... Is another day exactly as Scarlett well, said. Well, no, that's and, true. You know, you that's never true. know what happens. You never know. I think we have a false uh, reality of what they think the yes. job is going to be. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. It's not all glitz and glamour. It's actually work. Yeah, it's so work. You have to put your best foot forward. And I trust Lisa me. said, "You yeah. kick ass there, and it'll open other doors." Mm-hmm. And, and it's called work because it's not play. How long have you been there? Like two yeah. weeks. Come yeah, on. we've all been Stop in advertising. It. We've all been in the music industry. It's work. It's work. And it's yeah. not glamorous. And, and, and it's guess, nice to yeah. meet an occasional well, celebrity, but it's work. Yeah. <laughs> and guess what? There's a lot of a lot of jobs in the industry. You are going to be sitting at a desk, and a you don't get paid a lot. Yeah. Yeah. This so, is why you go to college to right. have so you have those four years Absolutely. of fun before you have to deal with this. Yes, thank you. So. Welcome to the real world. All right, go get it before mm-hmm. Seth goes crazy. <laughs> no, <laughs> very yakety yak today. He's but he's right. Thank you. You're welcome. Second one is from disgusted. Mm. Dear mother, my brother Dave is married to Joyce, an opinionated big mouth who never has a kind word to say about anybody. She frequently berates Dave in front of other members of our family. Her mouth is disgusting and she upsets the entire family, especially mom. My older brother, Stephen, was sentenced to prison on drug charges. Our family has suffered a great deal of pain because of this. But we have found the strength in our family ties and try to remain supportive of him. Joyce, on the other hand, never misses an opportunity to put Stephen down. She completely doesn't care whose feelings her comments hurt, although she's Dave's wife. I don't consider her a sister-in-law because she certainly doesn't act like a member of our family. 
I'd like to write her off and never have any contact with her again, but I worry that it would upset mom and Dave, and neither of them need another problem. How do I deal with Joyce without starting an enormous family feud? Disgusted. Oh, boy. Joyce sounds like a problem. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You're, you're going to, if you're going to bring it up, you're going to, somebody's going to get hurt. But if, if it's that bad, you have two choices, right? Mm-hmm. Keep your mouth shut and roll with it or mm-hmm. say something. Right. So you have to weigh out what's going to be the most efficient or most, I don't know. Uh, Maya, uh, honestly, I agree with you. I think what she should do is sit down with her parents. Yeah. Quietly, just explain nicely, defending the brother defending everything and saying look this isn't healthy for anybody it's not and see what they say right you know and kind well, of feel out the waters that way because the parents are the ones that are and really Joyce is too. obviously just doesn't care like what well, she, she says she doesn't care but I think and that, I want to know why Dave isn't well, telling her no, to be I, quiet well, I think that <laughs> yeah I mean my, my opinion is is that Dave is the one who's in the relationship with Joyce He's married to Joyce. She should talk to Dave and say, mm-hmm. your wife, this is what my, how I'm, ex- I'm experiencing it. And maybe he can have a conversation with Joyce and say, when you're around my family, don't berate my brother. Don't blah, blah you know. Don't upset doesn't my mom. It seem like a right. tall order to ask. It so I would talk to, I would, if you're going to be silent, then you're going to have to suck it up, which I don't be- right. believe that that's healthy but you should talk to him and say talk to your brother who's married to this woman and say this is a problem mm-hmm. and see where, the, where we go from there that takes too, way too long just next time she opens her mouth just slap her in the you face you know I knew that was coming from <laughs> Seth oh God, really? Seth was sitting there with a total oh, disgust Seth, look on his face talk about my brother? Oh, don't talk about my brother <laughs> Domestic violence charges against well, Seth. Here we go. Me? No, I don't hit people. But I'm you know, I've, I've had a situation, though, to be quite honest, where somebody who was in a relationship with a, fr- a friend of mine, actually, was doing this in public and berating him in public, and she continued to do it. And I basically did step in and say something to her. Mm-hmm. Right. That, you know, but Good this for was, you. I did. I basically said to her, if you're not happy being here, there's the door. You exactly. can take your ass and step right the hell out out of mm-hmm. here. Yeah, have an affair. And he, yeah. he did. <laughs> what is wrong with you today? I don't know. But you know but what? It's did. true. Why doesn't she just take it? It's her daughter. It's her sister. Her sister-in-law. It, mm-hmm. Why doesn't she take her aside and yeah. say, "You know what? You're really hurting my family. My brother's upset by it. My mother's upset by it. Especially my mother. And it's already. Please stop." Right. Well, so she can do that, but then the wife goes to Dave, your sister. Blah, well, blah, we'll no, see. No, yeah. really I, th- so, so, right. I mean, it's one family's family, and then friendships are friendships, right? Mm-hmm. You can defend your friend a little bit easier than you can yes. get, like, jump into somebody's marriage that's your, that your family. Right. So, again, I would talk to Dave and say, this is, I'm just giving you a heads up, Dave. This is what's happening, and I cannot promise you the next time that she mouths off about ho- whoever it is that I'm not going to step in. I just need you to know this right. is Right, or knock problem. her one in the teeth yeah. if you're Seth. <laughs> no, not just a slap. It's just all get right. Retention. Although Seth, uh, you know, disclaimer: he is not advocating domestic yeah, violence. Not Never. at all. And Seth is not a part of our show in any way, shape, yeah, or form. Yeah. No. <laughs> we don't even know who he is. I'm one untough nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Gailey. <laughs> okay, last one here. Uh, sad and sick. Okay, dear one tough mother. I'm a 44 year old married woman with two beautiful sons, four and seven. My husband is a good man in many ways, but spends a lot of his free time. Um, in online chat rooms. Uh, I've caught him talking online in the middle of the night and called him about it. Ooh, I say it's disrespectful to me and our family when he speaks to other women in a suggested way. He says it's all in fun. Mm-hmm. 
I make a long to make a long story short, I figured out his password and found out that he's been having pretty steamy online affair with some young single mother in another state. I feel betrayed and disgusted. I feel like I'm being cheated on. As you are. Um, but he'll say if that is if it isn't if it isn't physical, it isn't cheating. I don't know what to do. I love my husband, and we are a fa- we are a family, and I don't want to lose that. Should I tell him what I know, or wait wait it out and hope he gets over his fascination? I'm going right to you, Seth. 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 Go ahead, Seth. Do it. I have a different opinion on this one. I knew you would. <laughs> I know. Um, I think there's a deeper issue here. There's a beyond that. I mean, first you can lay down like, hey, this this doesn't work for me. You can't. This is wrong. Right. And it hurts me, and it's not right, and you should stop it. But there's a reason he's doing it too, and I'm not saying that she did anything wrong. I think they need to go. They need to have discussions, conversations, therapy, or something because there's there's an underlying theme. To, there's an underlying thing to reason why he's doing it. I agree. You know, but she definitely should put a stop to it. You should let him know like this isn't working for me. That you can't do this. And Seth and I, and 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 I think Lisa and Gail, we all agree on the fact that we talk about this a lot of time when you're cheating on someone if you're the cheater or the cheaty if you're the person doing the cheating or if you're the person on the other end that doesn't she obviously is a young single mom maybe she doesn't know his life situation we don't know what he told her you're breaking up a family they've got two little kids four and seven uh stop stop you know he doesn't he needs to be called out about it he needs to she needs to say to him you're breaking up our family I, I can't live with this. We need to figure this out. And I agree one thousand percent. There might be an underlying issue. They must. Maybe they need to go to counseling. I agree. They could be. You know. But then there are also some people, male and female, that just need to feel like they're living on the edge and they need excitement. And but not necessarily a marriage is to work on that. You're together. But you right. can. But sometimes yeah. it, there are people that just can't. You it's know. Not, they shouldn't it's not, be married. It's, yeah. Well, they That's shouldn't right. be married. It's, I'm not saying they should be. It's not healthy. No. It's not healthy, and you know I would have kicked him out. Of it's him. not healthy for him either, though. It's no. not. It's, no, because, you know. and it's also not healthy for the other woman on the receiving end who's thinking that all these online fake relationships. Well, she might be making money fa- off you know, it too. They're yeah. fake. They're not real relationships. You and know, it's, and it's and it's and a lot of people think, oh, well, it's it's because they're not physically in the same space. It's not damaging. It is damaging. You are betraying. Oh, it's absolutely damaging. That totally, you are in. totally. You're living 100%. in a fantasy world because you're not seeing her, this other woman, on a day to day basis who's got. Who's got you know a runny nose or saggy boobs or whatever you know who's who's running around like you're thinking the gra- grass is always greener on the other side. It's an illusion online. I just is had this an conversation illusion. with Karen this morning on Facebook. Some oh, somebody yeah. friended me and he was a very good looking guy and had about four or five of my friends that are our friends as mutual friends. Mm-mm. Wasn't the guy. No. So if they're, I mean, you just don't know. Gail said it's exactly right. It's an illusion. It's yeah. an illusion. It's a great, it's a great word for it's it. An illusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, you don't, you don't want to deal with real life. Well, honey, you're in, you're in a real relationship with a real woman, with a real family, mm-hmm. and all this other stuff is an illusion and it's a diversion. You need to address that with him. I think Seth is right. Go to yeah. therapy and if he can't do that, then you got to re- Reassess, right? Yep. Mentally damaging for everyone. It's everyone involved. For your children. So today's show is brought to you by Lise. It's brought to you by storyblocks.com forward slash OGM. You are one stop for stock. But I also got to tell you, when you want to find us, go to one tough mother, M-U-T-H-E-R.com. Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, hashtag OTM, hashtag one tough mother, hashtag tough mothers. Right. And today, Mother Says is brought to you by storyblocks.com forward slash OTM for $149 for one year of unlimited access of all kinds of content. It's great stuff, people. All kinds of content. (laughs) Great. So um, Mother Says is you can't 
change what you refuse to confront. You can't change what you refuse to confront. So if she's going to think he's going to fall out of it with our last letter, Mm. if the woman is not going to talk to her sister-in-law about the way she's treating her family, anything in your life, you can't change what you can't confront. That's right. So you need to confront it. And even with our interview with Leslie Jane Seymour, you are living as a result of your decisions. The decisions you made have translated where you are and what you're doing in your life. So keep that in mind. Thank you for listening. We love you to death. We can't wait to see you again. And next week, we have a killer show. So come back. Well, we have... Can you tell? Yeah, here it is. Ready for this one? We have last minute Christmas gift ideas. So we have a bunch of fabulous tough mothers coming on with deals. Deals, deals. Don't <laughs> miss deals. them. <laughs> deals. Let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. <laughs> so we'll see you next I week everyone. You, Thank you. Happy holidays. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.